0: Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. good to great was a three-week vision series and in that vision series we talked about movement and it's it's what we've been talking about for a really long time Uh, it really feels like uh, jesus is giving us even um, more clarity around it and what it can look like in our context we call it the 10 but it's our vision a movement of jesus to experience a movement of jesus in the 10 in our lifetime and uh, tommy you taught one of the weeks of it and i taught a couple of the weeks and in in my weeks, I shared pretty, uh, yeah, as transparent as possible with anyone that listened that day of what I think movement is going to look like in the 10. And and I had like a lot of disclaimers on it. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm like, but when I think of like, what would a movement of Jesus in the 10 look like? I I shared five marks. I'm like, here's what I think. I said, here here's what I think. Um, If you're asking me, what does a movement of Jesus look like in the tent? I said it's when 1,000 people are being baptized every single year. 1,000 people being baptized every single year. Well, hey, guess what? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe half of those are going to be happening in bathtubs, in neighborhood swimming pools. I don't know. Hot tubs. We don't care where, right? The form doesn't matter as long as we're we're seeing movement take place. The second one, 1,000 churches resourced, equipped, and sent. And it doesn't necessarily mean church planting, it's church resourcing, it's probably sharing with more churches how to gather, grow, and go, Uh, but that's what we shared. Man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could be uh, a resourcing kind of church, an equipping kind of church? The third one I shared is 1,000 people attending the Alpha course annually, and we just launched it in Spanish, so now we have it in English and Spanish. This past Wednesday night, we had Alpha one day online, huge success with that. But we said, wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, Two more. I said a 1,000 missional communities planted by planters of mission. We declared this is the decade of dots. And I believe uh, that's what we're going to see this sovereign pause be leveraged for. More missional communities are coming. I believe that. And then I said five locations, helping 5% of the 10 find and follow Christ. And that one got a lot of attention because that's uh, probably the most concrete maybe the most concrete because everyone was sitting in one of our locations like, oh my gosh, we're going to have four more of these things. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what that one looks like. But I said, those are the five marks. uh, And that's what I believe a movement of Jesus in the 10 will look like when it happens. And then I said this, and this is a long intro to set up our conversation, guys. I said, when we begin to see the early signs of movement on our staff uh, and some of our friends at mission, we text each other the wave emoji. You guys remember this. Mm-hmm. And we've had some wave emojis back and forth this week uh, with our staff because we're seeing a, like, a record number of people coming to faith over the past month, which is so awesome. Uh, and so we've been texting the wave emoji. And I, I shared that with our people because I think that metaphor of a wave is really important. And here's why. Most people understand waves. They've been to a beach when that was allowed. And uh, I, I said, here's what here's what we all know, right? We don't produce the wave. We prepare for the wave. We don't produce the wave. I've introduced the wave. I never will, right? Uh, That's what God does. He produces waves. We don't produce the wave. We prepare for the wave. And so if we're going to be surfers, surfing the wave that is a movement of Jesus, you don't surf from the shoreline. No, you prepare. You actually do some work. You get out and paddle into the deep. You position yourself. You prepare to catch the ride of a lifetime. So, that's a little bit of the intro. And I think for our people, it's just helpful, um, to be reminded Mark Ramondi, he's got the wave emoji going, love it. And, and so what we thought, uh, this was Dan's idea a couple of weeks ago, he said, Hey, let's go through this amazing book movements that Change the world. Steve Addison, uh, a great Aussie wrote this book a number of years ago. It was a really impactful book. I know for us in the early days of starting mission. And so he has five, characteristics of movements that change the world he studied for a long time movements not that would happen but did happen and he found five characteristics and last week we talked about the first one which is white hot faith today we're going to talk about the second one and and it fits so well within we don't produce the way we prepare for it the second characteristic of movements that he studied that changed the world is commitment to a cause commitment to a cause And so in that chapter, that's chapter two, I think, of the book, it's such a great chapter. I highly recommend you guys pick up this book and read it. Uh, There's a growing percentage in our church that are hungry for movement, and that makes us very happy. Uh, He talks about commitment to a cause, and specifically what he says is he says there's three factors, three factors that enable a movement to maintain a strong commitment to its cause, three factors, and we're going to talk about these three factors for the next, I don't know, 15 minutes. The first factor is founding, Tommy, do you know the word? Charism. Charism, founding charism. Easily confused with charisma, but it's not. Charism. Some of you were looking for uh, a new word. There it is. Founding charism. Tommy's going to explain that, or Dan, here in a second. That's one factor. Another factor is around alignment. And the third factor is around medium tension love that one excited to talk about that one founding charism alignment medium tension when he looked at these movements that changed the world he found commitment to a cause and when he zoomed in on commitment to a cause these are the three things that he found within that founding charism alignment and medium tension and so that's uh that's the most of the talking that i'm gonna do i'm gonna get quiet now that was a little bit longer of an intro than i anticipated
1: it's good i think i thought it was critical too, to go over those five marks that you shared back in January just as a reminder and uh i think it frames up makes tangible a movement of jesus in the ten in our lifetime for us so that was good kudos
0: thanks man you guys still you guys still uh you guys still want movement this pandemic hasn't changed
1: that totally in fact when you talked about the resourcing of churches that's really the heart of why i did the podcast with this time was to resource Churches, absolutely. So well, we
0: might get there quicker then. W-
1: we may. I know my mom's listening, and you guys are. So it's a start. Oh, you need to. I feel. listen.
0: I li- It's. I think. I think there's a lot of church leaders that are, aren't going to like it though.
1: Yeah, which is part of our third point, probably I today. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know what you're. I know what you're cooking over there. I know you. <laughs> no. All right, so hey, let's let's talk about founding charism. Word of the day, mm-hmm. charism. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's throw it to uh, to Daniel. What's your middle name, Dan?
2: Joseph. Joseph.
0: Yeah, because I was about to say Daniel J, but I'm like, yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Fun fact about me I'm the youngest of three boys. Every single one of our middle names is Joseph. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> My dad's name. We're very, our family's very, so there's Matthew Joseph, David Joseph, Daniel Joseph. Keep it Joseph. simple. The, Keep it simple. The
0: efficiency raised in an engineer's home, the efficiency of the Rudas is something I, I just, I love it. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Why? Daniel Joseph. Yep. Good. Hey, Joseph, if it was good enough, right? Your dad's like, if it's a good enough for me, it's good enough for my boys.
2: Let's
0: do it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, talk to us about this first one, founding charism. What, what's that all about?
2: Yeah, you mentioned charism, <laughs> charisma. Um, they, they share the same meaning, which is um, a gift. And so this founding charism comes from this gift that comes from knowing who you are mm. and how that immediately ties to what you do. What's really important, it's, it's this combination of identity and mission. And so they're saying for any organization, for any mm. church, for the saved and sent people of God, there is a gift in knowing who you are mm. and uh, the invitation of purpose that comes with that identity. Yeah. So that's really the heart of this whole, this whole first part. It's really yeah. good.
1: You, John, you've said before, if, you, if and when you lose your why, you lose your way which is a really good quote, everyone starts something with a why, like why they do it. They might not know why, but there's a why behind everything. I think movement specifically, in local churches that are aiming for movement, what sets them apart is they don't start with a why they stay with a why and they know their why to the end. And one thing Steve Addison talks about in this chapter is how to adapt uh, even I think one of his five points later is adaptive methods, but he talks mm-hmm. about adaptability without losing your identity. Yep. So mm-hmm. no greater time to think about that than now. Like where all of the methods of how we do church have been kind of ripped from us and we've adapted obviously, but we're not losing our identity. The where God has called us to a movement of Jesus in the 10 mm-hmm. hasn't changed. We're just having mm-hmm. to adapt how we get there. So,
0: And, you know, this uh, this podcast today um, that we're sharing with everyone live on the eights, it's going to show our cards a little bit. And 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 I'm good with that. People are now going to interpret accurately why we do a lot of the things that we do Yeah. Uh, when they're watching online one day when they're gathering again um, on campus. I mean, oh, that's why they the one black wall in the whole building has our. Uh, our vision and values on it. That's why the host every weekend is gonna talk about the six words that frame up our mission. That's why they Mm -hmm. keep talking about to experience a move. So it's not that we've run out of things to talk about. Uh, It's just that (laughs) a movement, we've studied this stuff, we care about it so much, and we're kind of like banking on this stuff, really helping us prepare for movement. So founding charism, it's, it's all about uh, certainly, the the values and the vision, and we're not backing off of that. Um, one iota. How about that phrase? Like go. it? I don't even know what that means. What is an iota, Dan?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Probably a short measure right. of time or something. Nope. <laughs> Google the right. I'll get back to everyone on that. I'll get back to everyone on that.
1: Someone will this put it the in the comments. W- yeah. Yeah. Hey, so the it, below. This,
0: this second one is one that a lot of church folk can <clears throat> resist um i just think most church folk resist movement anyway um which is okay doesn't make them bad people just makes some people uh let's talk about alignment so it's founding charism and then secondly alignment what's that all about
1: yeah i can jump in there you just said a second ago you know all the stuff on the wall it's not because we're running out of things to say just is true, the fact is we have so much we could say and are tempted to say. Alignment is the discipline to stick with the blueprint that is on the black wall, that's alignment. And he talks about in the chapter, effect, effective movements develop uh, commitment mechanisms. So we're under the commitment to a cause thing. So our gather, grow, go, that is our commitment mechanisms. That is us in the simplest way we can helping you engage with this movement this wave that we're waiting for and that we're ready for is for you to gather mm-hmm. differently grow intentionally and That's go good, missionally. Man. these are our commitment uh mechanisms
0: um i thought you guys would want to know george petro just clarified it means extremely small amount so
1: there you go nice thanks
0: george i, I, tr- I Thank trust you them. george yeah i trust
2: him. Um, so dan, yeah. dan
0: talk about talk about alignment
2: yeah it's to what tommy just said if this first one founding charism is knowing who you are um alignments knowing where you're going and having guardrails to make sure that there is um alignment and unity in going that direction and so guardrails uh, at mission church are our values of gathering differently uh growing intentionally and going missionally. gather grow and go and so we're just yeah. saying, hey, hey, if this is, if, if, yeah. if we know who we are and we're confident in that identity, we are the saved and sent people. Uh, we need something that is relatively simple and allows us to have alignment so that we can go, believe it, convicted by it, let's participate in it.
1: Yes. And I think a huge thing with alignment is it's a trust builder. So mm-hmm. I think, and you know, I didn't go to school for this stuff, uh, it was an instinct that I just had when I got into organizational leadership. And I think we underestimate um, the mental, emotional, and even spiritual energy. And here's where we're gonna show cards probably a little bit. We underestimate how much energy people put into, can I trust or can I not trust? Mm -hmm. And so obviously in the spiritual topic with the church, there's obviously the spiritual trust in God to engage in the capital C church. So I'm not talking about that. But when you choose to engage because of that with a local church, you do, whether you know it or not, you're playing the trust game. Can I trust where they're going? And when churches are not clear about where they're going, the user or the attender, and I don't even know how much we know this, um, it's probably more in the background, but there's all this trust stuff that we struggle to be like, I just don't know if I can trust where they're going. And so what we've tried to do is yes, we're believing for movement, And we really want to relentlessly build trust and say, Mm. this is where we're going. This is, this is not where we're going. This is where we're going. And this is how we're going to get there so that people can engage Mm. with where we're going as a local church. That's really important for us to build trust. So,
0: You know, our, our biggest fights uh, over the past eight years have been around what?
1: Yeah. In the past, it was when we didn't have clear vision. So everything was on the table because we, we were going everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, the three of us, you know, and this is just everything at mission is led in team. There's no, uh, lone leadership legend. Uh, that that's just, that's not how we do it. And I, I believe I was just on a call earlier this week on, uh, with some you guys got to meet these guys. They're planning a church up in uh, British Columbia in Vancouver. They're amazing. Mm. And it's very similar to the three of us. There's three of them that are leading it and shared leadership. I believe in so much because there are times where you just need the other two mm. uh, to help you stay aligned. And of the three of us, I'm the, I'm the biggest rabbit chaser by a long shot
1: between the three of us. I mean, I'm, but so yes, you guys just, yeah. just kudos. My, silent, my silence was affirming in a gentle <laughs> Just, just,
2: just quiet affirmation. But there's a lot of value in that. Tons. Oh, tons, uh,
1: tons. We would so, not be.
0: Yeah, but you, you know, it's just been so awesome. Um, you know, and I, and I don't want our staff to feel left out of this. This is true for all of us, but um, you know, just for the three of us and the amount of conversations in a time, really healthy conflict, uh, cups of coffee, breakfast at brunch cafe, of tommy you being like john are, are you still aligned are you like are we still like like this is we are about movement and gather grow and go and and then you know sometimes you've like just wondered and i've been like no i really am like here's what i'm trying you know so it's been such healthy conflict over the years and um that's part of yeah that's that's part of the uh, the secret sauce
1: one, so committed to a cause. Yeah. One quick thing I'll add too, just because it's fun to just be real and, and and vulnerable with this stuff. A lot of people who are watching and are part of mission just joined in the last two three years, where it's yeah. just yeah. it's aligned. And we we were plateaued. We had people stopped engaging with us, like they like it wasn't always like it is now. And when I look back on those days, <laughs> if I could point to a reason, it's because we did not have the clarity a vision and alignment that we do today. And mm. so I know everyone's like, no, it's so clear, but it, if you are around since day one, you know, the first four years were us trying to get there and trying to figure it out. And to a degree, I think every team organization church has to go through that to really crystallize what, where they're going. So anyways.
0: So, you know, most churches don't have a movement vision. And part of what I'm hoping and praying God will use you know other resources out there cuz there's a lot of them but certainly this brand new resource Tommy created is to inspire and equip other churches to have what we believe is is the vision Jesus has always had for his church which is a movement vision and so so why do we stay aligned well it's it's because we have a movement vision it's to experience a movement of Jesus in the tent in our lifetime and and we are aligned we are simple there's so many things we don't do not because we couldn't but we choose not to do why alignment 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 why it's all about movement 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 this third one uh, this third factor so we got founding charism c h a r i s m charism word of the day alignment this this third one I I, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this medium tension Mm. medium tension. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's what's this all about?
2: Yeah. And it comes from the previous two that you just mentioned, right? So when you know who you are, when you have this identity and this big why, and then you start to have guardrails or values about, we know where we're going and we have an idea of how we're going to get there. Now that you have something that creates tension for good, for bad. It's not tension. Isn't good or bad. It's just a force that you have to interact with. And so this tension thing, um, we're not is not something we're supposed to be afraid of, afraid of because it actually brings about change and transformation. You think about any good workout, tension is required.
1: That's right. And
2: and and Jesus had this way of inviting people into zones of growth, zones of tension.
1: Um, mm. And
2: so I just think that there's really good transformation that can happen there when this tension exists.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's good. I, the simplest way to put it is the Jesus movement is for everyone and it's not for everyone. Meaning at its core, uh, the Christian faith and the movement that Jesus started is for every individual. Yeah. But we say at mission all the time, like, like the way God loves us uh, and the way Christ loves us is he doesn't force him himself onto us. Um, he gives us choice. And to Dan's point, the more line that you get, the more people that are cropped out. Uh, Jesus said in Luke, he he was always a little bit playful when he was talking to people, but he's like, you think I came here to bring peace? He's like, no, I tell you, I came to bring division. And he wasn't saying I came to be divisive. He was saying, I'm coming with with such a clear mission and ambition Mm. that some of you are going to follow. And for some of you, you're going to be like, whoa, like I, I just can't get there. And... I just think it's important to keep that, keep it real. Like it's not for everybody. And I can't say it enough to what Dan said, the more that you align, let me just say this, my last thought on this point at the core of the Jesus mission and following Jesus, it is the most attractive thing that everyone could experience. It really is. I think the church, the local church, you know, the American church has put these attractive facades on it that are also attractive to people that when we like what i think missions doing is when we begin to peel those off to show the core of the most attractive thing that the jesus mission following jesus helping people find and follow christ it is so new and so fresh that it almost appears like uh jarring if that mm. makes sense but if you really press in if you really lean into it it is the most attractive thing i believe appealing thing follow jesus and help people yeah i i
0: want to i want to open up a can here in a second yeah this is going to this is about to get real fun um i think it's already been fun certainly we have the example of the rich young ruler and so it's not high tension and it's not low tension it's medium tension Mm -hmm. the rich young ruler if there would have been high tension he would not have been attracted to say, I want to follow you to Jesus, right? He, it would have been so, so far removed from the cultural. um, It it just wouldn't, it would be so tone deaf to the trends of culture that he wouldn't have been interested, right? That's high tension. Low tension is it wouldn't even have caught his attention. It would have not even been on the radar. So there's medium tension with the rich young ruler and he approaches Jesus and he wants to follow Jesus. And if you've read the story, Jesus, like, (laughs) mic drop moment says okay yeah I'd love for you to follow me uh, you just got to sell everything and give it to the poor M- medium tension no, almost high tension in that moment and but he he left he didn't he didn't follow him so I, I think what's so important to understand here is uh, at mission church there are going to be moments where you just feel tension why don't they offer fill in the blank are they not listening to me fill in the, you know and I just think that we there's a lot of things we don't offer. And one of the reasons is, is because medium tension. So it can be with offerings. And I want to, um, I want to use that as an example of when just interested when you guys feel like there was the most amount of medium tension. And, um, I personally think one of those times is when we ended small groups. Hmm. So church people that come to our church, the number one question they ask is what?
1: what, when, what when kind of groups do you have
0: yeah yeah and we're not against small groups we're not against men's ministry women's ministry um we're not against maturity in your faith we're just more for movement so you got to kind of choose at some point can't do it all so I, let's talk about that for a second when we we ended small groups and that was really that's one of the hardest decisions i think we've ever made in eight years can we talk about that for a second
1: yeah. I mean, it's Dan's fault. Cause we did it after we hired him. So maybe he should, maybe he should talk about it, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it,
0: you know, now that you say that it it was Dan's fault.
2: I didn't even hear the horn of the bus coming. That was, that was quick and fast. Yeah. I think it goes into, um, I mean, we just, we, we go back to where this whole thing started, which is um, this founding charism, the gift of having your identity and knowing who you are. And if we we can't just start with the what which is what i get it like church leaders listening in business leaders listening in you always start with like the how or the what we're going to do but you really have to go from the all the way back from the, the how the who the why and so we went all the way back to the why why are we doing anything well it's because jesus invited us into something right he went to the cross just so not for our uh, salvation but also for our sending our sanctification becoming more like him on this mission that he invites us to and so we're like, are, are we getting, are, are, am I, are you John, are you Tommy, are, is the church getting the best of what Jesus has for us from the how we're doing things? Right, so that's just the form. And there's a great quote by Andy Stanley that I love to say, it's marry the mission, date the model. Marry the mission, date the model. And so the form, the thing is not is not sacred, but who Jesus is and our identity that we have in him, the invite that we have, that is. And so we just started asking really tough questions and going, hey, if if we want to experience and participate in this movement uh, that Jesus started, is the vehicle that we even have set up helpful for that? Mm -hmm. And in some ways, yes. In other ways, it was lacking. And so we just needed to go, hey, maybe there's a, a third way that we can adapt, get creative, change. It's not the silver bullet. There's no silver bullet but we can get creative to continue to live out and be in this area of tension that produces transformation in our own lives and in each other's lives to become and look more like yeah. Jesus. So
1: that's Yeah, and Dan, you said this really well. During this shift, I remember, when people want enjo- to join a group, it's with the best intention, it's a really good intention, it's for community. And we all yeah. need that, and we were designed for it. But we talked about this lens of missional community. I mean, Jesus had a small group, but he had a small group, he had this community, That was on mission and Mm -hmm. so if you got these two levers of community and mission they don't have to be mutually exclusive they can actually come together to be very dynamically powerful and if you i remember dan you said this you said if you if you're trying to get community sometimes you'll get community and you'll never have mission when you seek mission especially in the context of community you get both mission and Mm -hmm. community which was the life that jesus lived and the life that he called us. Two and so that is why we tore down that mechanism of small group and adapted to a growth track to get you into a missional community to experience both i mean it's in our definition a, a community on mission as the church just not at the church so yeah
0: and and it's it's medium tension this is yeah. why high tension just i want to make sure everyone's understanding this this third factor high tension would be if we took away two of our 3G values and just had go. Yeah. That's yeah. high tension. Mm-hmm. Low tension would be if we did the <clears throat> same, if we threw out uh grow intentionally and go missionally and just had gather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's so that'd be low tension. Yeah. And so medium tension that's um is, is gather, grow, and go. And medium tension is when we talk about. Um, in the lobby with you when you ask us why don't you have a men's ministry and we say hey we understand where that's coming from we have something called the growth track there's three courses alpha course partner course planter course Uh, you can just feel the tension rising in that that moment and we say because we think what Jesus um, has done here is he saved you and he wants to send you and so we have a plan and we believe that day is coming where you can start or join a missional community, and in that moment, there's medium tension. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important um, because, like, high tension would be like if we launch you and you're all by yourself. You'd be like, well, who wants to do that? Low tension would be if you just get to be in your same small group for the next 150 years with the same eight Christians, and you know. So we'd be like, all right, that's 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 low. So it's it's about medium. It's about medium tension.
1: Yeah, totally. That was perfect. And I think, too, that something important to say is that we, our staff and the three of us, we are and want to be in this with you so much. And I think when we in the early days, we said one of the ways we're going to redefine church in the 10 is from monument to movement. Mm In the way church is thought of, there's tremendous amounts of hierarchy in it. And yes, leadership is important in driving any organization or group of people in a direction. I'm not saying it's not. But when we're talking about movement, there is a level playing field with Christ yeah. at the head. And John, Dan, me, our whole staff, there's no hierarchy. We're all doing this community on mission thing together. We might be the leaders helping organize and kind of bring a clarity to it, but there's no hierarchy it's just we're following the words of Jesus and we're doing this together and i think that's really important and i think it's really important for people listening on like we love it that way like we we want to be in the game with you not ahead of you not above you just with you in this movement game it's really important to us it's exciting for us so
2: and, and the reason so much why um Tommy's heart and what i agree with is coming out there is because what we know then is you are going to be in a position of um, increased spirit dependency, like needing yeah. to know. So like, what's my direction? What's my, what are you wanting to teach me in this season? You're going to be asking God himself. You're going to be going to him for what you need, um, more than simply the the advice of other people around you only. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's a very good posture. <clears throat> to-
0: hey, uh, we went over time, but, um, yeah, let me ask this. I got to ask it. It's okay. We're going to keep going. A couple of people are still watching. I think it's really important. Do you guys think there's a difference between being weird and being distinct?
2: Uh, yes. I think, I think, I think, um, and this is, I'm interpreting what, word, what weird and distinct are. So this is through Dan's own internal filter
0: i think uh, hey paul paul is saying keep going
2: all right paul i see you brother we're gonna keep going all right keep going being weird and being distinct um yeah i think distinct is set apart and calling out something within a person that is attracted to it so like i don't fully understand that but boy is that hitting some note in me Ooh. Um, I think weird is, boy, is that different? And I am repulsed by it. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) So that's that's really good, Dan. That's
0: really good. Gosh, I love your mind and your ability to say what's in your mind. All right. So I had a, I had a reason why I asked that question. It's because coming back to this commitment to a cause, if we're not careful here, And this is so important to say, movement will never happen if just the the three of us, me and you two, are the ones that are committed. There will be no movement. Commitment to a cause will never, uh, a movement will never happen if it's just, you know, our lead team and our staff team. It won't happen. So there has to be a critical mass of us that are part of Mission Church that are saying, man, we are committed We are committed to a cause. And oh, by the way, that cause isn't just like butts in the seats on Sunday. No, 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 no. It's a movement of Jesus. It's to experience a movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime. And so this commitment to a cause is absolutely critical for us to catch on with. But there's times where this goes weird. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, whoa, it just gets weird, man. And Dan, your explanation between distinct. In weird, super, super helpful. Let, let me finish our episode today by reading this. This is how Steve Addison ends the chapter on commitment to a cause, so, so good. He says, missionary movements build environments that sustain and reinforce commitment to the cause. They are in tension with the world around them, right? Medium tension, because they have an agenda for change. And guess what? We have an agenda for change. They are also deeply connected though with their world. So good, right? um last night dan you were there as part of the team organizing the amount of i mean i heard it was a huge turnout tons of donations right that are being given to families in need we're connected we're connected to our world so important then he says this it's the combination of connecting while remaining distinct connecting while remaining distinct that enables movements to make history Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open, hold tight to your convictions, give it all you've got, be resolute, and love without stopping.